the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Free Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Free Show, and I'm just forever so thankful to be with you today. And, you know, I'm going to uh, talk, but uh, I want it to be God's words, not mine. And I really want you to have expectation. I want you to be listening with a, a mindset that you're looking for a golden nugget. You're looking for something that's going to maybe change your course or change a thought process. Sometimes we have to just take a breath, don't we? We have to just take a breath. Well, there's so much turmoil right now. There's so much turmoil in the world. And I don't know about you, but I'm just experiencing a lot of hate. There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of anger, a lot of frustration. And most importantly, or uh, the, the thing that I see the most is a lot of fear. And people want facts. They want evidence. They want facts. They want truth. So do I. I want truth. And I want the facts to back up that truth because everybody is saying everybody else is lying. And in my 60-odd years of life, I can tell you that honesty, trust, without that, it's kind of hard to have a relationship at all, isn't it? So I had asked people that are saying one thing, you know, you know, back that up with some facts. Back that up so that I can understand what exactly is going on. And I hope you're doing the same. A lot of people do that with the Lord. They do that with Jesus. They do that with God, and, and they want the facts, and they want the evidence to back up things. And, you know, the Bible has a lot of history, and it's really important uh, to, you know, read about the stories and understand the characters. They're not really characters. They're people. They have names. The one thing that I've gleaned from that is that, you know, I just, I get frustrated sometimes, and maybe you do too, about just maybe not measuring up. Not measuring up, not um, just, you know, making choices that maybe aren't the best, and then you have to suffer the consequences for those actions or those choices. But, you know, in all of that, God is there, and God, God forgives us, and God wants us to, you know, choose him. And I'm hoping that, that we all do that. I want to learn from my mistakes, and I hope you do too. So today I'm going to talk about how does Jesus make you acceptable to God? And in social media right now, I can tell you that there's a lot of, of things being said and not very nice, not very nice. If you don't believe the same as someone else, then they're, they're going to cut you down and they're going to they're gonna speak uh, meanly or unkindly to you. And I think innately, each one of us has a desire to be accepted. We want to be accepted. We want to be loved. We want to be liked. And we want to be accepted. I hear about the silent majority. I, I hear about people that just don't want to speak up. And, and my thought on that is, is because what? Are we fearful that we're not going to be liked? 
And what does God say? Is that, you know, you won't be accepted even in your own town. You won't be accepted in your own town. But he doesn't tell us to be quiet. He tells us to speak. He tells us to look for people that are needing a relationship with him. He's asking us to step out of our comfort zone and speak up. Be bold. So I'm letting you guys know that I, I believe God is wanting you to do that. And, yeah, you do run that fear and that concern or, or the, the honest truth that, that maybe somebody's not going to like what you have to say. I mean, that is a true fact. If you see somebody that is going to go in a tunnel and you know that the thing on the end of the tunnel is not going to be good for that person, do you just stay silent because you don't want them to not like you? Do you just stay silent when you know that there's going to be pain or suffering and hurt that you could maybe, just maybe avoid or minimize? I don't want to be that person, do you? You know, I want, I want people to choose the tunnel that there's a rainbow at the end or there's, there's an opening, there's an, there's an exit to that tunnel. And I don't want them to go down the wrong path. I want them to choose the right path. And I hope you do too. Anyway, so the subject is from Rick Warren. And for it is from God alone that you have your life through Christ Jesus. He showed us God's plan of salvation. He was the one who made us acceptable to God. He made us pure, holy, and gave himself to purchase our salvation. 1 Corinthians 1.30. He died for us. Most people spend their entire lives trying to be accepted. You may wear the clothes you wear or drive the car you drive because you want to be accepted. The friends you choose, the food you eat, and what you say on the Internet are often motivated by a massive need for acceptance. But friend, you're already accepted by God because he created you. He created you in his image. For it is from God alone that you have your life through Christ Jesus. He showed us God's plan of salvation. He was the one who made us acceptable to God. He made us pure and holy and gave himself to purchase our salvation. You didn't earn God's acceptance. God freely gave it to you. He alone made it possible for you to be in Christ Jesus. And Jesus is the one who made you acceptable to God. How did Jesus make you acceptable to God? Well, first, here's the age-old problem. God is perfect, and people are not. That means you, and that means me. We're not perfect. So how could a perfect God let imperfect people into a perfect place called heaven? Something had to happen. God took care of the problem. He came to earth as a man in the form of Jesus Christ, and died for your and my sin. This is called grace, redemption, or being rescued by God. The theological term is justification, where God makes you clean and perfect in his eyes, no matter what you've done. This is from an article from Rick Warren, and I can just tell you personally that I've experienced this. I experienced a time when I felt unworthy to receive anyone's love, not even my own. I didn't want to forgive me because I didn't feel worthy of forgiveness. And it wasn't until God opened up some doors and uh, had my sister laid off so she could take care of my kids for me to put me in a place that for some might be embarrassing to even admit. 
But I went into this place. It was called 800 Help for Me because my marriage was dying on the vine. It was just there was no hope. And the more I prayed and the more I asked for God to just show me the way and, and just tell me what to do, Lord, and I'll fix it. Just tell me what to do and I'll fix it. And I wasn't getting a clear-cut answer as to how to fix it. But I did realize this. I realized that whether I stayed or I left my marriage, I was taking Sue Freeze. I was taking me with me. So the best thing I could do was take care of me first, to figure me out first, to understand what my problems were, what my issues were. When you look in the mirror, you know, you deal with a person in the mirror, like Michael Jackson says, deal with a person in the mirror. So my focus was totally on understanding God, understanding me in God, and understanding his forgiveness. And it took three weeks of intense therapy that God provided for me, and I'm so grateful. I'm forever grateful. And I know that because of that is why I'm probably here on the radio with you right now, is because I understand firsthand what it means to be uh, forgiven and washed clean and white as snow to where you can actually love and be loved. You can be out of this prison called unworthy and ashamed, and you can really experience the love of Christ, and you can, you can experience the love of people. And then he can use you for his purpose because he created you for a purpose. Are you living your purpose for God? Are you? And if you're not, what's holding you back? Is it you feeling fearful that you're going to fail? Is it because you don't feel that you're capable Maybe you're not. Maybe that's why Christ is there. He gives you the strength to endure. He gives you the perseverance. He gives you the endurance. He gives you the courage. I don't have the courage to do half the things I'm doing if I didn't have the Lord. The Lord has given me the courage to step up and speak up and be bold and to be on this radio talking to you right now. It's not me. It's him in me that gives me the courage to do what I do. God sent his son to die for you so that you would be acceptable to him. So if God has accepted you, why do you need the approval of other people? One of the most liberating things in life is to finally believe that you don't need other people's approval to be accepted and to be happy. That's good news. It really is. And for a long time, being codependent, not understanding who I was in Christ. I felt like submission was being a doormat. And I can tell you right now that that is not what God wants for any one of us. We are all beautiful, wonderfully and beautifully made. And we don't deserve to be treated anything less. We have value. Someone said something one time that really resonated with me. And it was, this person said, I don't want to be tolerated. I want to be celebrated. And don't we feel better when people are celebrating with us? I mean, if you feel like you're a burden to someone, how does that make you feel? But you're not a burden to Christ. He celebrates with you because he loves you. He smiles when he sees you. He's sad if you're making choices that are going to hurt you or hurt others. He's very sad with the riots going on and all this stuff happening right now. That does not make him happy. I can guarantee you that. You're listening to The Sue Free Show. 
And I'm so grateful and thankful to be with you right now, and it is no coincidence that you're listening to this show right now, and maybe, just maybe, there's something here for you. I bet there is. If you're listening and you're expecting, he, he will show up and he will be there for you, and that's every day, every minute of every day of your life. But if you're not looking for it, and you're not asking for it, and you're not desiring that, the desires of your heart, if you're not doing that, then you, things are going to just just swipe on by. They're just going to go right by, and you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. And, and my hope for you is that you don't miss it. Do you know that you're already chosen and you're already loved? This is another article by Rick Warren. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ Jesus. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. That's in Ephesians. Ephesians is one of my favorite books in the Bible. I love that book. I I recommend it highly. The whole book, the whole Bible is wonderful. But there's some that just stand out and, and really speak to you, maybe at different times in your life. Every person wants these three things more than anything else, to be loved, to be accepted, and to be chosen. Think about you right now. Do you want to be loved? I don't know anybody that would say no to that. Do you want to be accepted? Of course you do. And do you want to be chosen? Yes. These longings are there even in people unwilling to admit it. But there's good news. You don't have to look anymore for love and acceptance. You're already chosen. You're already loved and accepted by Jesus Christ. Everyone wants to be chosen from your childhood days at recess. That's exactly what I was thinking about when I said, do you want to be chosen? I remember those days where I was worried whether I was going to get picked to be on a team or not. How about you? Yeah, if you're really good at something, yeah, I want that person, that person. And then there's the people at the end and you're going, oh, my gosh, I don't want to be that. I don't want to not be chosen. Being chosen is key to establishing your self-worth. The Bible says in Ephesians 1, 4 through 5, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. God created the entire universe because he wanted a family. The whole reason the universe exists is because God wanted children to love. And you're one of those. You're a child of God. And he wants to love you. And he wants you to have a relationship with him. According to this verse, when did God choose you? God chose you before the world was made. Think about that. Wow. Before God chose to create the universe, he had already chosen you. In fact, that's why he decided to make the universe. He wanted a place where you could live. Before God chose any tree, he chose you. Before God chose the oceans, he chose you. Before God chose every rock that exists, he chose you. Think about that. Let that resonate, not only in your brain, but let it get down and pierce your heart. Understand the value that is. You came before all those other thoughts, all those other things. He wanted to make this place for you. He knows you. You just need to know him. That's an amazing thought. 
even before he chose to create the sun, moon, the stars, God knew and chose to love you. That is the foundation of your identity. Nobody wants to be chosen last, but you have never been last in God's thoughts. You have always been first on his mind. He chose you. He loves you and he accepts you. You can rest in these truths today. Take a deep breath. Let that sink in. Let that just sink in. God designed us for more than this earth. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. That's, uh, by the way, 2 Corinthians 4.18, NIV version. And you know what? In, In this time, in this time that we're in, that is really an important verse. Because a lot of the things we're seeing, we're seeing with our eyes, and we can't believe what we're seeing with our eyes. But there's something down deep. There's something even underneath all of that that we don't understand right now. But just understand there's something else going on. In the spirit realm, there's something going on. God created us to live in heaven with him for eternity. Heaven is our home, not earth. That's why we sometimes experience discontentment and dissatisfaction in life. We're not completely happy here because we're not supposed to be. Otherwise, we might think we can live without God. He created us to long for something much better, a home in heaven with him. A fish would never be happy living on land because it was made for water. An eagle could never feel satisfied if it wasn't allowed to fly. You will never feel completely satisfied on earth because you were made for more. You will have happy moments here, but nothing compared to what God has planned for you. This is also why some of God's promises seem unfulfilled. Some prayers seem unanswered and some circumstances seem so unfair. But this is not the end of the story or your story. Realizing that life on earth is just temporary should radically alter your values. And it does, doesn't it? Eternal values should influence all your decisions. As C.S. Lewis observed, all that is not eternal is eternally useless. The Bible tells us to fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. I wanted to say that again because I think it's so important to understand that verse. And if you want to memorize it, it's 2 Corinthians 4.18, and that's the New International Version. What C.S. Lewis observed and and is saying uh, as far as understanding that it's temporal, it's not eternal here on this earth, when we realize that the goal isn't just here on earth, but our goal is our Heavenly Father and being in heaven— It changes our thought process and our choice making because we have a much bigger picture. And that's so big and the life lesson there is so aha moment for me. Because, for instance, my example right now, the vision that came into my mind was when I was littler, I would ride down the middle of the street and I would try to keep my wheels on that center line, you know, that had brakes in it. But if I looked straight down, I would never stay on the line 
But if I looked further down the line, if I looked at the line down further, even though if it wasn't crooked or it wasn't straight, if I looked further along, I stayed on that line. And that's kind of what this is saying is if you look ahead, if you have a bigger picture, if you're looking further down the road, you know, it makes the decisions that you're making every day a little easier, maybe even a lot easier. It's, it's black and white a lot. I mean, it's, it's like there's truth and there's not truth. So I think about that line. I think about not being able to stay on that line when I look straight down. And that's so true in a lot of things. But we have to look ahead. What is, what is our main goal? What is, what is the thing down the line? And let's focus on that. So this next article, I just, I'm going through lots of articles with Rick Warren right now, which is great. Focus on what is unseen, which is kind of what I was saying right now. Things that are seen don't last forever, but things that are not seen are eternal. That's why we keep our minds on the things that cannot be seen. Everything you see around you is temporary. It's what you can't see that will last forever. And those realities are what truly matter. The truth is spiritual realities are more real than physical ones. We need to focus on the spiritual ones. What's really real? That's a question, isn't it? What's really real? Think about that for a second. There are five spiritual realities all of us need to take to heart. Are you ready? Get your pen. Get your pencil. Get your paper. Are you ready? It's a good thing this is on podcast because you can, you know, go back and listen to it again and again, pause and do whatever you want to do, which is great. And I just right now just want to say thank you. I'm just so thankful to be with you right now. It's so wonderful. And I feel very blessed and very fortunate. I really do. In all things, give thanks. And I'm giving thanks right now because I'm thankful for you. And I'm thankful that God's being able to, to reach you or reach out to you and that you're listening right now makes me so happy. It really does. So number one, are you ready with pen and paper? I gave you a little chance to go get one if you didn't have one. God made you to love you. Hmm. God created you to love you, and he wants you to learn to love him back. This is the most important reality of life. Like I said before, I, there was a time where I didn't feel worthy of love, and I didn't love me. I had no self-confidence. I just felt you know, like a flower that was wilting wilting and I used to say that you know what there comes a time in a potted plant's life that if it doesn't get watered on a regular basis that when someone does decide to water it it could be too late to where no matter how much water you put on that plant it's not gonna it's not gonna get perky again because it's gone past the time it's wilted 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 to where there's no life left is there anyone in your life that you need to water the relationship? Is there anyone in, in your life that you just feel like you've kind of not ignored maybe, but maybe just not paid enough attention to? And it takes just the slightest of attention to cause that, that plant to get life again. So if there's someone in your life, or maybe you're feeling like that person, maybe it's you. Have you talked to God? Have you talked to people? We have to reach out in relationships, and sometimes that's the most difficult thing of all to do. But most importantly, what this is saying is that we need to love ourselves, and then we need to give that love back to God. Number two, you were made to last forever. The evangelist Billy Graham talked about death this way. Someday you will read or hear that Billy Graham is dead. Don't you believe a word of it? And I'm going to leave you right there, and we will be back 
with part two right after this break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. I am so grateful and thankful. Ecola is hiring right now, and if you don't know who Ecola is, Ecola is a termite and pest control company, and we do alternative and uh, regular traditional methods. So no matter what the issue is, termites, pests, rodents, bed bugs, mosquitoes even, uh, we can take care of you. So we have six offices. We cover from San Diego to San Luis Obispo, and we are here to serve you. Uh, and it's been a wonderful uh, trip. Uh, we have a wonderful team, and it hasn't been easy getting through this time. So we totally understand. We are an essential company. We have never stopped. We keep going and serving and, and taking care of our customers, and we would love to be your uh, first choice for anything doing with uh, pest control or termite or rodents and so on and so on and so forth. We do insulation also. Also, if you're looking for a new career, we would love to talk to you. Um, we would love it if you already had your licenses with the pest control industry. You do need to have a clean driving record and a great attitude. Okay, we can train the skills, but we can't train the attitude. That has to come from you. Uh, we'd love to talk with you. So just go to termitelady.com, fill out an application, and we'll be happy to uh, discuss your future. And that would be great. All right. So where we ended up was uh, talking about Billy Graham, uh, that he's dead. And, and people say, you know, don't believe a word of it. I shall be more alive than I am now. I will just have changed my address, is what he used to say. I will have gone into the presence of God. 
He is in the presence of God now. God has prepared two eternal places, both heaven and hell, are real, literal places. They're not just states of being. You get to choose where you'll spend eternity. You get to choose. You won't accidentally find yourself in hell one day. You'll be there because of a choice you made. If you choose to make Jesus the boss of your life, you'll spend eternity with him in heaven. If you choose to reject him, you'll spend forever in hell. There's no middle option. That's pretty serious conversation right there, isn't it? Number five, you get no second chances to make your choice. Your choice has a time limit. You have your entire life to make the decision, but you can't change your mind after you die. So as long as there's breath, there's hope. But once you're gone, you're gone. So what's your choice? What you do with these five truths will not only affect your eternal destiny, it will also transform how you live on this side of eternity. We live in uncertain times. Hmm, boy, isn't that the truth? So if you haven't already made the choice for Jesus, don't hesitate from doing so today. If you're ready to commit your life to Jesus, then just pray the prayer. And here's the prayer. If you're driving, please don't close your eyes, okay? Keep driving or pull over, all right? Are you ready? Dear Jesus, you have promised that if I believe in you, everything I've ever done wrong will be forgiven. I will learn the purpose of my life, and you will accept me into your eternal home in heaven one day. I confess my sin. I believe that you are God, my Savior. I receive you into my life as my Lord. Today, I'm turning over every part of my life to your management. You have the right to call the shots in my life. Jesus, I want to relax in your love. Thank you that I don't have to earn it, deserve it, or work for it. I want to use the rest of my life to serve you instead of serving myself. I humbly commit my life to you, and I ask you to save me and accept me into your family. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you just voiced that prayer, congratulations. Congratulations. That's a wonderful choice. If you're still on the fence, if not now, when? If not now, when? And what's holding you back? And what I'm going to say to you right now is if you feel you need to get your act together, You know, I'm so thankful that God's not done with me yet, that life is a journey, and we're in this journey together. But you know what? You're never going to be perfect for sure, and you'll never really measure up to the standard because you don't need to. His grace is sufficient, and you can come to him anytime, like right now, and say this prayer, and he'll be all right, and you'll be even better. So don't wait. If you're thinking this is what you want to do, don't wait. So I'm happy right now because I know there's some that said that prayer and, and now they're in the family with the Lord and I'm, I'm in the family. So you're a sister or brother and I'm excited about that. Is your idea in harmony with God's word? Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Luke 21:33 NIV. Many times we wonder if an idea that came to us is an instruction from God a deception from Satan, 
or just something we want to do. It is extremely important to recognize the difference and know how to discern God's voice because it can have eternal consequences. Oh, man, this is so good. Have you ever thought, you know, is that from God or is that from the devil? He's a deceiver, you know. He can make it look really good on the outside. So how do you know? In fact, sometimes evil gets blamed on God when people say, God told me to do it. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 1, don't always believe every message you hear just because someone says it is a message from God. Test it first to see if it really is. God will never contradict his word. God doesn't say one thing and then change his mind and say another thing. If he said it, it's true, and it will always be true. God is consistent. He isn't moody. He will never tell you to violate a principle that he's already given in his word, the Bible. So you would need to know the principles, or you'd have to know how to look them up to find out if you're in sync. Correct? Yes. So the first question you need to ask is, does this thought line up with what God has already said? If what's in your mind contradicts something that God has already said in the Bible, then you know it's wrong. Sounds pretty simple, doesn't it? Jesus said in Luke 21, 33, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. God's word is eternal because truth never changes. It was true 5,000 years ago. It was true 1,000 years ago. It is true today, and it will be true 5,000 years from today. People might say, God said it. I believe it. That settles it. No, God said it, and that settles it. Always ask yourself, is this idea in harmony with the word of God? That's really good. I'm really liking that. If you're really liking this show and you, you think there's some other people that might be helped by listening to the show, then I would ask that you go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and look at what is there for you. There are podcasts, 10 and a half years of them to be I'm just like that. I'm in amazement of that. Ten years. I mean, that just went by really fast. There's also the I am's. The I am's are three pages of Jesus telling you who you are in him, such as I am victorious. I'm an ambassador to Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, just all these I am's. And I just really would love for you to have a copy that is free. Just go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. There is a button. You just push the button and push print, and you can have three pages. And then I suggest that you read those on a regular basis until it becomes, it just rolls off your tongue, or you start the sentence and you can finish the sentence without looking at the words on a page. You get them into your mind, and you will be transformed. And it's really a great thing. It can help you and strengthen you, and it's a way of loving you. It's a way of loving you the way Christ loves you because he talks about who you are with him and who he thinks you are, the way he sees you, instead of how people sometimes see you here on this earth. Not everybody is kind with their words. They don't even understand the tongue and how it's a two-edged sword, and it can do so much damage, and we don't even understand half the time how much damage can be done by our words, whether it's parent to child or, or sibling to sibling or spouse to spouse. You know, we have to hold our words captive. We need to be careful. And I'm speaking to myself right now because I'm not always good at this. And then I have to go back and apologize. I don't know. Maybe you you, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So I'm going to switch gears a little bit. 
There's a book that I read quite often. It's called Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young. And I'm showing the people on Facebook Live because I do Facebook Live along with uh, the radio and the podcast. Um, I'd really like to hear from you. I want to hear from you because I want to know what's going on in your life. I want to know if uh, you need any resources, if you need prayer, um, if you have an idea of what should be talked about. If you want to be on this show, I look for stories, and we all have one, don't we? We all have a story, and I would love to hear yours. Uh, Last week I had Martha, my housekeeper, on, and she had quite the story. We both had tears rolling down our faces, and it was just so beautiful and wonderful. And I know that what she had to say, because she's been through some really, really horrific things, and she talked about it with such grace, and she explained how God shows up and how even in the midst of everything going on, when we could just be so angry and and really just lose hope completely, and how God shows up and just reveals himself. And some of you know what I'm talking about, and some of you are asking for that to happen right here, right now. And just know that God hears you, and God knows. uh, He sees you, he hears you, and he wants to be in your life. So just keep asking him, and he will show up. And this is the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelled like com. Please share the show. So, Jesus Calling by Sarah Young. Here's today. Take time to be still in my presence. The more hassled you feel, the more you need this sacred space of communion with me. Breathe slowly and deeply. Relax in my holy presence while my face shines upon you. This is how you receive my peace, which I always Prefer to you. Imagine the pain I feel when my children tie themselves up in anxious knots, ignoring my gift of peace. I died a criminal's death to secure this blessing for you. Receive it gratefully. Hide it in your heart. My peace is an inner treasure growing within you as you trust in me. Therefore, circumstances cannot touch it. Be still. Enjoying peace in my presence. Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. How many times do we need to remind ourselves right now in this just uh, hustle and bustle world, in this, uh, this fear, this angry world we're living in right now, to be still and know that I am God that he will be exalted among the nations and exalted in the earth. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Can you picture him turning his face towards your face and smiling on you? And, And just you can feel the power of his peace just kind of wash over you. You know, I mentioned about me putting myself in this place and that God opened the doors for that to happen. And if anybody would have said that that I would be there, that I needed to be there, I would have said, you're crazy, I'm fine. Sometimes I would look in the mirror and I'd have so many things going on and take care of the kids and everything. And I'd look in the mirror on church day and I would say, it's showtime, folks. It's showtime, folks. And I would put the smile on, that mask that you, you know, you hear people talk about the mask we put on. And everybody thinks everything's great. And, and from the outside, I mean, everything looked hunky-dory. But inside, I was, 
I was in pain. I was suffering. I was hurting. I was, I was lost. And I felt so isolated and alone. But yet people that saw me and saw my smile and, hi, how are you? How are you? They just thought they didn't understand. They didn't know just how miserable and, and, and just I was hurting so bad that I ended up in fetal position in the shower crying out to God. God, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Just tell me what to do. And I felt like there was no hope. So then I, I went to hope for me. Isn't that amazing? 1-800-HOPE-FOR-ME. I needed hope for me. I made the phone call. I thought I was going for like three days. I ended up being there 21 days. Pretty amazing. And during that time, I went to church daily. I had intense personal therapy. Jack Hayford was a pastor that I was listening to on video, and we went to church in a bus. And um, just all the things that I hid behind, like wearing makeup, they told me, we don't want you wearing makeup here. We want you just to be you. We don't want you to hide with your makeup face and, and whatnot. And I didn't wear a lot of makeup, but I just felt like I needed lipstick and whatever. And I'm telling you this, not not for me, okay? But during that time, there were so many things that were uncovered. It was like layers of an onion. And I found out that I was molested as a child. I was raped. I had other things that happened. And I realized that God knew all that. But I was hiding behind this. And and it was like my brain didn't want to compute. And so all this stuff came out that I didn't even know, I, I didn't remember had happened. And the reason I'm telling you all this is maybe this is your story too. Maybe there's something similar. And all I can tell you is that when I actually came to grips, when the secret became not a secret anymore, is when God could meet me where I was and I I was washed clean and white as snow. I felt his forgiveness. I forgave those that trespassed against me. And I was able, with Lord's help, to forgive myself. And I tell you, the tears streamed down my face. My shirt was all wet because I was getting healed, and I actually visually saw everything. I had an abortion. At the time, it was a mental decision. It was like the right thing to do at the time. I had no idea the emotional pain that I was stuffing because of that. It was huge. And I'm not proud of it. Believe me, I'm not proud of it. I still think about the baby. And there was a man who was... Uh, one of the therapists. His name was David. And David went through a ritual, not a ritual, but a, a procedure with me to walk me through the process of physically having the baby in my hands and and uh, uncovering the baby so the baby was naked. It was a baby boy. And he visually had me reach the baby up into the Lord's hands. And in that process, there was something that broke. I was not in prison anymore. And I felt God's grace just wash over me. And I'm telling you this because there is so much abortion. There is so much pain. And we make this decision based on it's the right thing to do at the moment. And we have no idea the impact that that causes in a woman's emotions. And not only the women, the men too. You know, and it's just, it's so sad. And the reason I'm telling you all this is because I would want to prevent it if I could, every single one of them, if I could. And maybe by hearing this story, it could prevent one, maybe just one. 
and I talked about being bold and vulnerable and transparent. Well, I guess I'm being that right now. And the reason I'm doing it is because I feel like if I don't speak out and I don't speak up, did my life really matter? Did I make a difference in this world? And I'm not telling you that for my sake. I'm telling it for you, listener, that you have an obligation and you have a responsibility to tell your story, to get the help you need if you need help, to get the forgiveness that you need, because, you know, we're in prison. When we don't forgive, it's like you're held in this prison and you can't get the freedom. And then God can't utilize you and, and your, all your gifts because you've got this thing pressing down on you and you don't even realize it. But to be freed of the bondage, to be freed of the secret, to be freed of whatever is holding you back is the best thing that you can do. It's liberating. And to understand and feel and experience God's love, to understand you are worthy and that he died for you, that he sent his only son to die for you in your place, when I totally grasp that, that's what life changed. That's when it happened, is when I realized that I was important enough and valuable enough to God that he would send his son in my place. When I hear people say, well, how are you all? You know, I'm blessed more than I deserve. There's there's controversy in that statement because, for me, I realize God gave his son. He sacrificed his son for me. So he must have valued me enough to do that. So I don't understand why I would say, you know, uh, more than I deserve. Yeah, I don't deserve it, but God gave it to me and he valued me enough. So it's not that I'm deserving But I don't want to devalue what God did for me either. I I hope I'm making sense. But, you know, he, he did that because he loved me. And he doesn't love me any more than he loves you. And so if you're feeling unloved, if you're feeling unworthy, if you're feeling you need to forgive or you you can't forgive yourself, cut yourself some slack. And just ask the Lord to reveal to you his love and his grace, and his forgiveness, and he will. He'll do that for you. And I really want to connect with you. This show is very intense, as far as I'm concerned. It's very revealing for a Sufri's. And I feel it's so important because I feel like there's so much anger and so much happening right now, and we're pointing fingers saying it's that person's fault or that person's fault. I don't know if we can blame one person for covid Okay, it's from China. And nobody in this world, as far as I know, knew what to do. I mean, I know I'm searching still now. I I don't know, you know, what mask, no mask, outside, inside. You know, uh, what is it? What is the right thing to do? And it changes. So it's very difficult to be in a position of leadership or to make those decisions. Uh, You have to rely on those that maybe know more than you do. And, you know, you got to choose wisely, I guess, in your leadership, just like in me in business. You know, I, I need to have those around me smarter than me because I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. So you, you choose people that can help you make those decisions that know more about that, like the board over here. I wouldn't be able to handle and engineer and produce the show on that side, okay? I'm not called to do that. 
But I'm, I really thank God that I have people that can do that. Yes, yes. So with saying that, I'm going to say that you have a purpose. You have God created you for a purpose. And this show is about the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. So ask yourself what you're passionate about. Ask yourself the things that you've been through in your life where you felt strength or courage or that you just felt like you were a winner. Those are probably the areas in which you need to seek more of. You know, go after those things because those are your gifts. Those are your natural gifts is things that God put in you. Passion. What are you passionate about? Because when times get tough, without that fire burning, without that passion that you have, you might not endure. That perseverance only happens when you've got a passion. You've got, you've got something that you're working towards. Purpose. What is your purpose? And who are you connected with? And are you connecting with the right people? Are you connecting with the right people? Because it's the people. It's all about people. It's not about things. It's not about things. It's about people. Who are you hanging with? I pray for you. And I ask that you just bless those that you come in contact with. Be a blessing each and every day. God bless you. Be safe. Bye for now. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.